Hey, good morning and welcome back to another episode of Potty on the Potty. It has been a while since I've stepped in front of the mic and recorded something for you all. And you'll have to excuse my sniffle that might uh, announce itself every once and again. Just recovering from a little, actually not little, nasty flu or something that I must have got while traveling. Um, So I took the week off last week. Uh, just recharged and we're back at it this week. And I'll be honest, I I like today's topic and I'm sure I'm sure I'll get the the motivation to get this rolling. Um but I don't know if you guys can relate right now. It just kind of feels like one of those months, one of those times of the year where things are not necessarily very bad or very good, but just kind of blah (laughs) and sometimes hard to feel too excited about things. And maybe that's my flu recovery talking, Um, but I don't know. So I made myself a cup of coffee and in the afternoons, if I do have a cup of coffee, I like to put hot chocolate in it. And of course I ran out of milk. So I added some, what's the word? Uh, cinnamon roll creamer. I added a cinnamon roll creamer instead of milk. So there you have it. What do we call it? Um, a mocha cinnamon latte tastes pretty good to be honest with you, but, um, that's kind of where I'm at. Haven't, (laughs) haven't gotten a chance to get the milk, get more milk for our household. And so, uh, here we are. Um, anyways, this podcast is all about navigating young adulthood with the focus on the mind body connection. And I'm your host, Sam. I can't believe I haven't said that yet. Um, but it's me. I'm Sam. I'm back and I'm a licensed mental health therapist in Connecticut. Uh, feel very, very blessed to do what I do. So like I said, today we are going to be talking about, oh, I haven't mentioned yet, but today we're going to be talking about overwhelm because why not? Um, I actually have been talking to quite a few people about just how to recognize um, the warning signs of getting more and more overwhelmed. Um, Maybe trying to preemptively notice things that might overwhelm us so that we can try to scale back and take care of ourselves before things become too much. So how does that sound to you? Is that something that you have been curious about, have been trying to work on yourself? So maybe today I will kind of refresh your mind on things that work for you and maybe I will come up with things that you haven't thought of before. Uh, but either way, I am going to get into it. <laughs> um, if you're new here, I make weekly podcasts. Oh, I need to edit that. I make bi-weekly podcasts every other week <laughs> on striving for physical and mental well-being as young adults. So if you're into any of that, please consider following this podcast. All right. So like I said, I... In my practice, work with some wonderful people who could 
probably tell you that they identify as perfectionists. Um, and our definition of that is just having high expectations of ourselves, um, not necessarily always overperforming, but maybe feeling, uh, maybe feeling the pressure to um, strive and perform at a high level. And when we're not, we might feel negatively about ourselves. So, you know, I definitely work with folks and know folks and have been a person who has underperformed. And I do consider that part of the whole uh, perfectionistic mentality because, you know, when I was in that phase of my life, and um, I feel like when people are going through that, um, it is coupled with that sense of, um, you know, self-judgment and pressure to do more, you know, it's, it can't just be, okay, I'm letting go of expectation of myself. I'm taking this as a recharge day or, you know, uh, a, a break, a rest time. Um, it's always coupled with the, those thoughts of, I shouldn't be procrastinating. I shouldn't be taking time off. I need to be doing more. So anyways, anyways, I've found that maybe more so recently, um, I've been talking to people about kind of getting overwhelmed by whether it's school or work or um, expectations to show up around the holidays in various ways, um, traveling, you name it, just whatever you can think of that's been going on in your life, right? And I've been talking to folks about how sometimes we can recognize too late that we have too much on our plates and that we are essentially overstimulated. And that's something that I really want to kind of drive home today is that when we're overwhelmed, essentially our nervous system is overstimulated. And so I want to kind of talk through a few things, a few warning signs, or uh, basically experiences that we can go through that are probably going to affect our nervous system and start to overwhelm us. So the physical things that I can think of that come to mind um, that you might want to look out for, or just kind of think back to the last time you were overwhelmed, right? So for me, I've, I've noticed that the lighting in a room can affect me and affect my mood, can affect, you know, how overwhelmed I'm getting, things like that. If I'm already stressed, I notice it more. So if the lights are too bright, if they're too fluorescent, um, those are things that we can probably have some control over, right? So whether it's we're in the room alone and we can dim the lighting or change the lighting, or if we, you know, are sharing the space with someone else, maybe just bringing it up and saying, hey, how do you feel about this lighting? Can we do something about it? Uh, similarly, noise. Noise is something that I've recognized can definitely affect me and can affect other people's nervous systems as well. And when I, <laughs> when I made this realization, it was actually driving. I actually noticed that um, when I'm stressed, when I'm driving, whether it's from just thoughts that come in or the actual like whatever's happening on the road for me, the music or whatever I'm listening to um, has to be 
a certain volume depending on, you know, what's going on. And I think that's perfectly okay is just being aware of that and how sensitive we are to that or not. It's funny. I actually know people who either aren't very sensitive to um, lighting or noise or maybe they just have a how much higher tolerance or threshold to those things. But it's it's really interesting um, kind of comparing myself to those people and always remember, try not to judge. We try not to judge ourselves for having maybe a lower tolerance to these things. I think it's all really, really good information, especially if it's something that we have control over, right? So, um, well, let's talk about if we don't have control over it. So let's say we're at a very public place and there are loud sounds, there's a lot of sounds, maybe it's loud uh, music, um, maybe there's harsh lighting. Again, it's information. It's not, um, sorry, what I meant to say was that, again, like we might not be able to control it, but we can take into account that it's affecting us. And maybe we can remove ourselves from the space for a little while, or we can just be mindful of how we're feeling. And then, you know, as we go about our day, just be like, hey, you know, my cup was a little bit more full right now, given the fact that I'm a little bit stimulated by the noise and the lights. So moving on, definitely take into account if you're hungry. Um, You know, if our blood sugar is lower than it should be, then we're more likely to be irritable and we're more likely to be affected by these other stimulus stimuli and then just yeah like generally if we're stressed I think like I said you know kind of visualizing our you know energy battery or our nervous system and how much we can tolerate as a cup we kind of visualize it as a cup And if there are a lot of things that are stimulating us, kind of just picturing that cup being filled up a little bit more and a little bit more, just so that we can be mindful of where we're at. So this can be important. I I work with some people who are trying to learn their limits, right? And just starting out and trying to like get in touch with how they're feeling and how stressed they are because truth be told we live in a society that's constantly telling us not to feel our feelings and just keep pushing forward and ignoring how stressed we are because sometimes we actually there are demands on us to keep going whether it's to work to take care of kids to you know x y and z so um yeah, I think it is very normal to be a young adult and start to realize, hey, I actually don't know how I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. And um, so good for you for for getting that ball rolling and starting to take inventory of how we're feeling. So just keeping that cup imagery in mind as you're going about your day. And so when we're feeling stressed, just noticing that, and not judging it, right? Because I I definitely know that there are some people that we can judge ourselves for being sensitive, but just throw that out the window for right now, right? (laughs) Because we're we're doing the right thing right now. We're taking an inventory. So when we're stressed, we might not want to stress ourselves more. And you might be thinking, well, duh, if you're stressed, you don't want to stress yourself more. But let me give you an example. 
So if you've been meaning to have a tough conversation with your partner or a friend, roommate, whatever the case is, do you think it's the best time to have that conversation and really hash it out when you're already overstimulated by the lighting, when you're already overstimulated by, you know, a lot of noise going on, maybe you're in public, um, when you're hungry, when you're, you know, feeling all sorts of emotions. So if you can visualize your cup, if your cup is very full, you don't want to purposefully add to your plate. That's kind of funny, a cup and a plate. <laughs> but um, anyways, <laughs> oh gosh, you can probably hear my like nasally voice right now. But um, yeah, so I, I would recommend, you know, if possible, waiting to do those more stressful tasks or, you know, <laughs> things that you want to do when you're a little bit less stimulated. So I hope this gave you something to think about when it comes to what we can and can't control in our lives and maybe starting to notice from now on what might be um, stressing you out or stimulating you in certain ways. The other thing that came to mind for me was that depending on how many people are around, um, that can be stimulating, right? Social stimulation. Um, so if we're out in public and we're in a really crowded environment, maybe we're on a public transportation or we're at the mall or at the airport, things like that. Um, even if you consider yourself an extrovert, even if you consider yourself really, really good with people, I'm sure you are. Um, but I think it's very normal for us to take in stimul stimulus from all of those people around us. And we're constantly subconsciously assessing for threats or, you know, all the rest of it. And I don't mean that in like a negative way, but it's kind of in human nature to just be kind of scanning and, and trying to notice what's around us in our environment. And so I don't think it's good or bad to just take into account how we feel when we've gone through an exhausting situation. Um, but then, okay, so what can you do when you're starting to feel stressed? Um, other than trying to control these different stimulus. So let's say you can't and you're starting to get stressed and you're noticing it and you're trying not to pile on any more stressors on top of it. Is there any way to kind of bring that level, excuse me, bring that level down in your cup? So remove some of that stress. And this is very much going to depend on what works for you, but I'll give you a couple of ideas. So this is where breath work comes in or can come in for those of you that it works for because it has been shown to be able to regulate your nervous system and access that more regulatory side of your nervous system. And so I would look into different types of breath work. Um, there's the like bilateral breath work, which is essentially it's, it's simple or more simple than it sounds, but you take your pinky and your thumb and you are ready to put your pinky on one nostril and the thumb on the other nostril and you do an inhale with one nostril covered and then you do your exhale with the other nostril covered and you alternate and that's actually going to send the breath, uh, it's going to regulate your breathing and your heart rate and it's actually going to 
um, stimulate both sides of your brain. So therefore spreading out, you know, that stimulation over, you know, a bigger section of your body rather than just kind of in, in one part of your body. And so that's just, just one example, but, um, look into breathing techniques or exercises that you can access pretty easily. Uh, you know, if you were to even just escape to the bathroom for a few moments and try to reset yourself. Um, this is also a good time to practice prayer if that's something that is at all in your, you know, beliefs. Um, if you consider yourself either religious or spiritual, um, taking this time to check back in with whatever higher power there is and whether it's asking for guidance or just gives you the sense that you're not alone in your stress, right? And, and maybe asking of that power or powers to alleviate you of some of the stimulation. And I've definitely talked to some people who say that really, really helps. Um, and also it helps to just be mindful um, of how we're doing and how and even just in being mindful of our bodies, that can really help to start to calm us down more. I also feel like even just trying to self-soothe at all is very much self-validation. Because if you think about it, if we ignore how we're feeling physically and mentally and just keep persevering and keep pushing through, we're basically telling ourselves we don't deserve to rest and reset and check in with ourselves. And once we take action to do something to rest and reset and check in with ourselves, it's basically saying, hey, you deserve this and I'm here for you. And so, of course, every time I talk about self-soothing and self-validation, I always want to remind us that it, we're not alone in this. We can ask for help. So if, you know, I think it's especially important if we are with other people when we're getting overstimulated and overwhelmed to just calmly let them know, hey, I'm a little bit stressed, um, kind of gives us a moment to, to, to check ourselves before maybe we lash out or do something that we might regret. Um, but it also gives them a heads up that, you know, if we do happen to use a different tone of voice or anything like that, um, that they don't, they aren't going to take it personally and just they, they kind of know where we're at more, more so. And also maybe they can help, you know, if they notice that we're overstimulated and maybe they can take something off our plates. Maybe we're physically holding a lot of things or just kind of juggling a lot of tasks. Maybe they can physically or metaphorically take something and, and, um, and help us out. Or even just like I was saying with the breathing stuff and like regulating our nervous system, we can regulate with another person, you know. So if we notice that the other person that's with us is feeling calm and of course, if we feel comfortable and trusting and open around that person, we can honestly like kind of take some of their energy, take some of that calm, grounded energy, even just by kind of talking to them. If they, you know, are using a more level tone of voice, maybe you can do some breath work together. I don't know. Um, 
you know, if it's a very close friend or a family member or a partner, you can ask to hold their hand. So depending, of course, on the relationship and your level of comfort with this person, there are various things that you can do, whether it's talking or breathing or touch to co-regulate. All right, and I'm looking at the time. Like I said, you know, I knew I would get into this episode. I knew I'd get um, excited about it and, and come off as feeling passionate about it, which I definitely am. But I am trying to ease my way back into, uh, into doing things because I am still recovering from my illness. So I want to set a little bit of a limit on myself and we're at 20 minutes. So we're going to wrap up. Um, as always, please, please, please let me know what you think of this content. And I would love for you to recommend content, um, what you want me to talk about, things that have been on your mind, questions that you may have. You can reach me on Instagram at samantha.j.kurt. My last name is spelled C-U-R-T. And I, I'm not going to make any promises. I'm going to try to be more active on there. Um, I had been posting some interactive stories with questions about content. Uh, maybe I will do that. Maybe I won't. But either way, I'm always open to DMs. I would love a quick chat um, and would love to hear your thoughts. So if you're listening to this and you made it all the way through this episode, I'm so grateful for you. Um, honestly, so grateful for anyone that listens to this. Uh, me basically just rambling about <laughs> different things that I think might be helpful. But I'm also proud of you for taking time out of your day to give yourself some love and compassion, focus or reflect on kind of how you think and feel about yourself and the world. And, you know, it's all, it's all a healing process and we're all in it together. All right. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.